Hello and you're very welcome to the next episode of Bookbirds. I'm Caroline Grace Cassidy and I'm Kira Garrity. We are very excited today to be bringing you Marion Keyes's Rachel's Holiday. Yeah. Which is probably I'm going to say my favorite Marion Keyes novel. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like you know the way you do your top 10 yeah. favorite books and um but they, it changes as the years go on yeah. and different things happen and you get older and wiser. <laughs> well that hasn't happened yet but definitely older they yeah. have. So um but uh, in spite of all the changes of my list of top 10 books like Rachel's Holiday it's never deviated mm. from say what you know number three maybe it's definitely always been in my top five right so that was in your in your head from years ago so you've just reread it I've and just reread it and it it really has stood the test of time yeah yeah genuinely yeah. has it's it's made me like my husband obviously hates me because for the last week I've been reading it at night in bed and um just roaring laughing and it's still you know the kind of laughing you do where your stomach actually hurts you <laughs> yeah. it's better than a workout <laughs> yeah so good like some of the little one line I was doing the same sort of reading it in bed at night and some of the little one liners and they're just so throwaway but they're just so quintessentially Irish and brilliant and they just don't age yeah like, that's just... true but when you say quintessentially Irish that's so true but this book has travelled this book has been translated into so many different languages like as we stand today as far as I know, Marion Keyes, uh, our national treasure, the one yeah. and only, like she really is an incredibly gifted writer. Yeah. Uh, but she sold 40 million books in so many different languages. Well done. Well done, Marion. Marion Dallas, how are you doing? <laughs> it's, that's insane. I mean, what that a really role is. model. And we're so proud of her. And she's definitely one of those writers who I, I was reading her before I started writing. And mm-hmm. um, she's definitely one of those writers who made me think that maybe I could do it too. Totally. I mean, I think. I think, you know, when, when I read Rachel's Holiday for the first time, you just felt like, you know, that Rachel could be the girl across the bar. Like, yeah. you just kind of felt that it was real somehow. Yeah. You're you know? seeing yourself, your own life, your friend's life, your family especially, yeah. uh, you know, reflected back to you yeah. from the pages of this book in a way that made you feel... I don't know, just seen. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And like, just again, for Marion, we are saying like over 40 million copies, which is insane. It's such a success but story. But I think the thing as well is that, you know, all the Walsh sisters had real issues. So she's writing f- for women all over the world yeah. who, have all, who have all these things to say and talk about and insecurities. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was absolutely inspired. And I wonder when she started her writing career, it was her first book was Watermelon, yeah. um, which wasn't a Walsh uh, family story. It was Claire, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. I was thinking s- Lucy Sullivan. Yeah. Oh sorry. yeah, yeah. So yeah, Watermelon was yeah. that was the Claire Walsh story. Um, I don't know if she intended on writing a novel for each of the sisters, but it's worked out oh, so no. well because we just can't get enough of the no. Walsh family because the <laughs> Walsh family is your family. Yeah, it's no. my family. Yeah. It's every Irish family. Yeah. And like especially um, Mrs. Walsh, Mammy oh, Walsh. Like because of her, uh, when my mother is texting me, uh, she or sending me an email or anything, she will sign it off. Uh, you're sincerely uh, your mo- your mother, and then in brackets, Mammy. Do you know <laughs> because that's what Mammy Walsh does. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been totally inspired by that oh as well. My God. Everybody loves the Walsh family. I know it's amazing, but like you talk to anybody, you know, about books. Uh, my generation, women that I would talk to about books, and there's not one person I know who hasn't read. 
Marion Keys. No. You know, it's just it's just not a thing. You know, we all just read her. We love her. We it's love like her. We adore her. She gets into our heads and it's like, oh my God, I can't She knows get us as She well. knows yeah, us. Yeah, she knows who we are. Yeah. And also what I love about her is um, you're in a totally safe pair of hands mm. when it comes to the happy ending. Yes. You know you're going to get it. Yeah. So you satisfying. know. Oh, it's so satisfying. And even yeah. though you're on the edge of your seat for Rachel the whole way through Rachel's holiday, yeah. you know at the mm. end she's it's going to be okay. Yeah. And also so you just feel this authenticity from her, don't you? That it's yeah. just so real that there's no bullshit. Yeah. You know, she's not afraid to talk about things that we just didn't talk about before. And I think that was for me when I first read that. I do remember sitting up in bed. Was it 1998? Did we, did 98 you say? or 97 98. it came out, yeah. But just going, wow. Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> just... So appealing. Everything about yeah, it was so just... such an original voice. What I loved about it is here we have Rachel Walsh. Yes. She's a drug addict. Yeah. Um, you know, she's a white, middle class, mm-hmm. Irish, nice girl. Yeah. She comes from a nice family. Yes. She lives in nice, leafy, suburban Black Rock. Yeah. You know, you drug addicts don't come from no. there. And yet they do. I know. And and yeah. that's what I loved about the story. I know. You know, that she didn't have, and even when she was in psychotherapy in the horrific cloisters, cloisters yeah. um, you know, uh, she didn't have a great big sad and horrific story, childhood no. story to no. tell. You know, it, it was a very normal, normal. average Irish yeah. middle yeah. class upbringing. Yeah. And yet she was a drug addict. You know, but even what I loved as well, how Marion said, you know, when we're introduced to Rachel at the very beginning, you know, she's in New York and she's, you know, she's young and she's dabbling in drugs. You know, you just don't. Yeah. You don't think she's a drug addict no, even as you the reader. You just think, hey, she's having fun. Yeah, you're with Rachel when she goes, for God's sake, everyone does it in New York. It's like totally recreational. Yeah. You guys don't understand. Yes. You know? <laughs> but I do remember reading that, you know, we have that thing, I suppose, uh, you know, the unreliable narrator, you know, that you kind of totally believe Rachel at the beginning, which is so brilliantly done. So brilliant. Because as Marion then unravels her, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, she just is a girl who's obviously, you know, as any addict is, you're going to blocking out whatever is you're trying to suppress to yeah. the surface, you know. But you just don't see it because yeah. you're just like, if I was in New York, I'd be doing that. Absolutely. And I'd be, you know, so I'd be wearing a pair of lime green mules that were <laughs> yeah. a size too small for my size eight feet. Yeah. Um, should we do a brief... Um, Actually, before we do the brief yes. uh, plot summary, let's talk about the fact that um, there is going to be <gasps> hot off the press, people. You heard it here first. Small print may not have heard it here first. Um, there's going to be a sequel I to know. Rachel's I can't holiday. believe it. Myself and yourself were sitting in the National Concert Hall, God, post, probably two years ago now, oh, God, yeah. when we went to see Marion, which is fantastic. But when she did announce that she was writing a sequel, yeah. I mean, I can't. A, I can't wait, and B, I'm just terrified. I feel exactly the same way. Like, I'll totally read it. Yeah. I'll queue up outside the bookshop the, <laughs> the night before. I'll do the camping out thing. I'll be ahead of you. <laughs> and, In my um, leather trousers. So I'll definitely, I, I'll be looking forward to it, but there'll be a massive amount of trepidation. Yeah. Because what I love about this book, as I've said already, is we leave Rachel... Um, in a, a fantastic space mm. you know she's walked this journey she's struggled she's but she's gotten through it we get a great sense of resolution at the end um, and now you know with a new novel obviously as a writer I know there's going to have to be conflict yeah. there's going to have to be bad things will happen yeah. I don't want anything bad to happen to Rachel I think no. she's been through enough, enough. yes <laughs> but as, and also for Marion the world has changed so much in the last 
20 whatever years you know to re- so we'll be re- revisiting her now at what yeah. so she be in her 50s oh, yeah it's, it's like yeah so it's, like it's, did she have kids like I'm yeah. so excited it's like 23 or 4 years 23 or 4 later. years right yeah. so she's a middle well into her she's in her 50s now yeah. so like you know I, I, I was it's like a long lost friend you just re-look them up on Facebook yeah. and you're like oh there she is. Yeah, you know? and what so, does she look yeah. like? And but like for Marion, I can't imagine what it's like, you know, to have, you know, one of them. Well, you've said it's your top five book ever, you know, yeah. and mine as well. Like just this masterful piece of writing. So, just so, so masterful. masterful. And then to go back, to have to go back. Well, to want to go back. You know, I, I presume as a writer she wants to, but also um, the demand, I suppose, I is would there. say that her readers have her play. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, honestly, I would as well. Leave writers alone, people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but to go back and reinvent, um, it must be, it's so hard. I can't imagine how difficult it is. Yeah. Because, so, you know, uh, she's uh, so uh, yeah. a loved, you know, she's a beloved character, Yeah, Rachel, and definitely I think this is this is one of Marion's most popular novels. Yes. Like everyone, I don't know anyone who hasn't read it. No. You know, no. it's a real point of reference. You just say, you Rachel's know, if you've nothing, if, if you're at one of those dreadfully boring, I don't know, parties <laughs> and uh, you've run out of conversation all you have to say is have you read Rachel's Holiday and boom and, and it's off like, but know? even like rereading it you know I was because it's been so many years but like the minute you go to the first line of the book like when you just you're just in the story you're like in she the just, story so boom. yeah okay so let's do a quick yeah so you go so we the... have Rachel Walsh mm-hmm. she is the ex- she's the middle child in the Walsh family yeah. so she's got two older sisters she's got Claire and Margaret and then she's got two younger sisters Lick Helen Arse and Margaret Lick Arse Margaret that's right and absolutely fabulous Claire yeah. and then she's got two younger sisters Helen who doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks no. it's just oozing confidence yeah. and just sails right through life and 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 doesn't compromise herself she's in brilliant. any way she's yeah. wonderful and then we've got um sleepy kitten like anna yeah. who just kind of sells dope and smokes dope and <laughs> and doesn't put the tin foil back in, doesn't in the drawer put the, yeah exactly doesn't put the tin foil back and then resulting in a very dry watch family christmas dinner <laughs> for the turkey and um, so rachel's bang in the middle and she's the quintessential middle child yeah we meet rachel when she's age 27 and she's been living in New York for the last eight years. But now her life has just completely imploded. Mm-hmm. It is just falling apart. She had a really yucky job in the old Shalala, mm-hmm. basically kind of chambermaidy. But she was the receptionist. But I mean, she was basically yeah. doing everything. She uh, was on the verge of losing her job. Her boyfriend splits up with her. The adorable Luke Costello. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a mirror. Is it hot in here? It's just sweaty. <laughs> we were talking about rereading that sex scene last night. The first sex scene with Luke, and it is unbelievable. It is so hot, like it's, it's so wow. Sexy. I'd forgotten how sexy yeah, it's it was. Chili Cooper sexy. Jesus, it is. I mean, it's My proper, like God. that taxi yeah. journey home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marion, let's have a lot of that fifty-something sex, please. Oh God, yeah. I mean, because usually, oh no, often, not usually, but often when you read sex scenes in books, it's just cringy. Oh, it's it's just like, oh God, nobody uses no. that word to describe yeah. that piece of your anatomy. Come on. But there's something so hot Aww. about Luke Costello, uh, who's one of the real men. Oh, he's brilliant. Uh, in he's New York. just so great. He's an Irish man in New York. Anyway, when we meet Rachel, yes. he uh, he is broken up with her. Yeah. Her flatmate is really, really mad with her. Yeah. It turns out that Rachel has 
had a drug overdose, stroke, suicide attempt. Now, I, even though right up to the end of the book, she kind of denies that she was mm. trying to kill herself. I have always had my doubts. Yeah. Because she leaves this, she, she leaves this suicide note. Mm. Now, she says she was just high and she was just, you know, writing maudlin pieces of prose. Yeah. And then she, at the end, she says she comes up with a great title for a book about a shoplifter who sees the error of his ways. And <laughs> Again, she's going Marian, to call it, just, yeah, just oh. pure Marion and calls it, um, I can't take anymore. anymore. <laughs> so I, I think It's so did. shocking and so like, oh That's my God. The thing. I and literally that- put my hand <laughs> over my mouth to the like on Marion, you didn't. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, I think she's everyone at that stage is clever enough to know how many sleeping tablets will put you asleep or will put yes. you into into a grave, you know. So I do think the darkness of just taking more and more because she just couldn't really get to sleep yeah. was, um, yeah, very telling. And you know, very, and then very when we, so what, we do know from the get go that she is an unreliable yes. writer, and we kind of do know that she does have a, ser- a much more serious problem with drugs than she, she believes. Yes. Yeah. So basically, very briefly, um, her liquor's Margaret sister, her elder sister, who always does everything right, yeah, and is the only one to talk to the next door neighbour which I <laughs> which I love like and she'll talk to her about you know her hair her perm hairstyle and you know her I don't know the vegetables yeah. that she's growing in her back garden she's yeah. the only one who'll do it um, so her like our sister and Paul her husband who the, the uh, Walsh sisters all hate Hate's and make yeah. absolutely so no yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. really tight and uh, he's just really straight laced yeah. um, and uh, but th- he knows that they all hate him and, and he's fine with that yeah. <laughs> he hates them back so they arrive to take Rachel back to Dublin intervention basically yes intervention yeah. where and you know what Rachel goes so that's mm. also very telling yeah. you because know, she she kicks up a bit of a fight but, but even, not enough not enough and yeah. she's exhausted at this yeah. point and then uh, her uh, parents have booked her into this uh, treatment centre yeah. called the Cloisters um, again she's kind of kicking and screaming she doesn't want to go but then she kind of thinks maybe it's going to be like one of those ones you see on the telly yeah, like where really, you know yeah. it's like this therapy uh, or yes. like you know jacuzzis Jacuzzi and saunas yeah. and beautiful food and yeah. like your personal and a dance tra- at one session maybe they have dances <laughs> absolutely yeah and then a personal trainer and a yes. masseuse yeah. and all this stuff so she goes you know what I am really tired yeah and I could use a break yeah so that's where we get the the fantastic ironic title of Rachel's holiday she thinks she's going to the cloisters for a holiday guess what <laughs> it's not a holiday <laughs> and uh, so that's the story it's the story yeah. of her journey through yeah. there and her journey from um, massive denial mm-hmm. of her addiction yeah. um, through to her acceptance of herself yeah. and uh, onto the wonderful resolution and what's amazing as well just about her uh, you know Rachel's addiction is you know I know lots of times she kind of refers in the book you know I'm not thin enough to be an addict you know I mean there's just brilliant brilliant lines like that but and you can kind of it's just written so well that you can kind of go yeah, or is she? We, you know, it's just it's hidden so well, and Rachel yes. herself is so so in denial that it's just fantastically brilliant that you just go, yeah, I just don't really think she probably is. Yes. Yeah, until you really get in and and you sort of you know, Marion really really breaks her yeah. down. Yeah. But there's something just so fantastic and so sad <clears throat> about watching somebody come to terms with them. Um, with themselves yeah, and no, with, with what their issues are. It's powerful because you're right. We kind of think, yeah, she dabbles in drugs mm. and, and probably she needs She's to, in her 20s, so she what? Needs, yeah, and she's yeah. in New York. Yeah. Um, she probably needs to cut down a bit. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And it's only Save one a few you, bob. Yeah. yeah. So like the cloisters, she thinks it's going to be really luxurious yeah. and just five stars. She also thinks there's going to be celebrities. Yeah, she in tells there. Helen like, oh, there's going to be um, some brilliant bands. Oh, there's some really funny lines. She says, oh, I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, she says all about, you know, it's going to be these really famous people and celebrities and Helen's like so jealous that yeah. she's going because Helen's lapping it up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's kind of, yeah, she is jealous of Rachel going in. And, uh, and Rachel... It takes her a good long while to kind of come around to the idea that the yeah. cloisters, it's a kip. Yeah, it's really little rundown old place, oh, isn't it? It's drafty, it's cold, yeah. the sheets are scratchy. And Marion did to, base it on where she sort of went. Where uh, she went, I yeah, heard, because yeah. I thought, it can't be like this. Yeah. It's got to be warmer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the food is vile. It's like potatoes and yeah. turnips and chops. <laughs> chops. Oh, and Rachel's like, but I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. You'll eat what's on your plate now if you're hungry enough. <laughs> yeah, it ain't what, what she's expecting at all. No, but, and but then she has, to share, and she has to share the room. she has to share the room. That would absolutely kill me. I know. Because not only does she have to share it, but she has to share it with Shaki. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jackie, but she spells it like C H A Q U I E. I'm talking about like she's so Mrs. Bouquet, you know, upwardly mobile. And uh, she's married to Dermot. 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 And he's got a beauty salon, as he calls it. <laughs> and then he, he talks about his customers as clients. <laughs> My clients. So Del boy, isn't he? Yeah. You just see him with the file of facts under his arm. <laughs> yeah. And like Shaki, when we meet her, like she's a hideous character. Oh, yeah. She she's is. like, you know, right wing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Christian mothers. Yeah. Group. Like, yeah. you know, she's she oh, she's lots of she's horrible a, things yeah. to say about drug addicts. Like when she's talking about, well, I'm I'm in here for, you know, alcoholism, but like I, I don't have a problem. I just have a couple gin and tonics and a few glasses of wine the ladies and the girls and um, then when Rachel tells her she's a dr- she's in for drugs she goes oh yeah. I don't mix in those circles mm. and such a put down and Rachel so, feels it so so sharply yeah. you know it's horrible but then they become the best of pals yeah. really. and that's that's what's great about this book because there's such a we were just talking about it before mm. there's such a host of characters yes my goodness like so many so many and yet Marion and I love this about her writing she just has such a lightness of touch but she's firmly in control of the narrative you know and she's bringing them all together with her up that you know along that narrative arc and it's so it's so brilliantly done it's brilliant and also you know people you know within life that you know Rachel would never you know speak like John Joe the farmer you know who's you know just such a beautiful character and so well written and like I remembered him so clearly from the first time I read it he broke my heart and it's heartbreaking you know this sort of you know so obviously you know he he's gay but Marion never really it's just done so tenderly you know you could go and really milk that pardon the bonus but you know it's just it's handled so delicately and you know when he talks in therapy about um when his dad used to hold him on his shoulders and, you know, he felt so strong and, you know, you just, so she just gets around it yeah. without really having to say the words. Absolutely, you know, yeah, she gorgeous. doesn't shove it in your face. No. And, and, and all those people that she brings in, yeah. you know, in the cloisters are just so fabulously rounded. Brilliant characters, yeah. yeah. And like when John Joe, you know, when Josephine, so Josephine is the, she's a nun she's and she's nun, also a psychotherapist yeah. and yeah. she's the one who leads the charge with the group therapy that Rachel has to 
go to oh my god that sounds horrific oh my god because the, there's a mad stampede every day for the room where they do the group therapy yeah. because most of the chairs like are <laughs> her, they're plastic with the, I don't know Oh, string like uh, springs yeah. sticking out, poking into your butt cheeks, and uh, so they have to try and f- they have to fight, they for, have the, to fight for the for the comfy yeah. or the least uncomfortable chairs. Yeah. And Josephine, oh, she's a tough nut. She is tough, isn't she? Yeah, like yeah. she's she's cruel sometimes. Yeah. Oh, but I suppose you have to be cruel to well, be yeah. kind, but. She really just goes at them yeah. and... Uh, You're just reading it shrinking, aren't you? Just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and it's so well done because for ages, Rachel is waiting for, you know, to, to attract the Josephine's ire and uh, to be the centre of attention in the therapy yeah. room. And, uh, but every day it's, she deals with somebody else. And, and so we are there with Rachel waiting for yes. the dreaded, like, so Luke spilled in this questionnaire yeah. uh, about Rachel's drug taking. But she's to wait about two weeks before <sighs> Josephine actually spills the beans on that. So we're waiting with her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the that's it, the drama, you know, like it, it's, it's constant ups and downs of the drama. But, you know, so, yeah, we're waiting all there in the cloisters and it's it's so kind of. Miserable, but yes, you can just see Rachel kind of evolving and start, you know, by listening to these other people and, you know, it's fantastic. And then, you know, when she comes out of the cloisters, we have the big relapse, you know, and I think a lot of addicts, I think this is sort of talked a lot now in, in addiction that relapsing now is part of your recovery. It isn't the thing that I think within Rachel's holiday, we all got such a shock when you're reading it, like, oh, it didn't work. She wasn't fixed, yeah. you know, and I think that was so important for Marion to sort of point out, well, it doesn't always, it's not a quick fix. Yeah. But her relapse was so, so gritty and so sad so and just so moving. And that's so what's rock amazing. bottom, I yeah. think. Uh, it's total rock bottom. Total. Oh, that's what's amazing about this uh, work, because, you know, it's dealing with such a, a, a dark, yeah. serious yeah. subject. It's addiction. And it's a woman again, don't forget. Like, it's we've never woman. read a woman being that's an it. addict, you know? It, it, it absolutely, yeah. And... Uh, but, and it's but then because it's so funny, it's laugh out loud funny yeah. that when you're when she kind of hits you and it's just a quick yeah. little nudge of her finger with, you know, the fact that this is a very, very serious issue. It kind of it, it shocks you yeah. and startles you because yeah. you realize you've been laughing, hooting, laughing your way through this yeah. book. But this is a very vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, very, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sorry, what's the word? Yeah, well, she, she is vulnerable. She's, you know, she, but like I think you said earlier, she's us. You know, Rachel is just, like you said, a middle class, you know, Irish white yeah. girl that, you know, didn't have anything majorly traumatic. You know, I know Marion does go into her mum had had Anna and she did have postnatal depression, but Rachel was only three when this happened. Also, her granddad had just died. Her granddad had just died. The mother was her really Her dad sad. had gone to Manchester. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you're. In the bigger scheme of things, when you think of addicts and why they become an addict, it's to block out horrendous things that had happened. And I think that was was what was so interesting. Really, I mean, what Josephine the Nun kind of concludes about Rachel is that she's just immature and she's just a bit sensitive. And, you know, these things can be fixed. So, um, you know, and so there doesn't have to be this great big burning issue that you have in your life. You can, or you maybe you're predisposed 
predisposed oh, there is. Yeah, to addiction. I think that's you know, genetic. genetically disposed yes. to addiction uh, or you've got that kind of personality. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, you could have taken, you know, Rachel does talk about, I'm um, just going back a bit, but when she was in New York, you know, the beautiful girls, you know, the... Helenka. The Helenka. Oh, and, you know, they're all like hideous half Arabian characters. and half something else, <laughs> Swedish. And they're just these quarter Inuit. But they're probably the girls who could go out on a Friday and Saturday and take a few lines of coke and have a few gins, but go, you know, yeah. but not touch it again. And yeah. that's what's so annoying, I think, for Rachel about, yeah. you know, being an addict. Yeah, it's because like, she does, she can't. How come me? Yes. You know, why can't I control? Yeah. When and then when she finally, can. you know, yeah. moves it, when she finally sort of acknowledges that she's got a problem, you know, and then we move into anger and we've seen it, like it's so cleverly done. We've seen the other inmates, as Rachel calls them, go through inmates. these exact same, yeah. um, you know, set of emotions, like Phases, denial. Like, yeah. And then uh, when they finally sort of acknowledge that they have a problem, then they're fuming angry mm-hmm. and Rachel's like that. She just stomps around the place. And what's gorgeous about the book is the way all of uh, the people, the other people at the Cloisters gather around. Yes. And they're support. so supportive. Yeah. Because the day after Rachel finally, you know, her last sort of line of defence crumbles and she finally realises I am a drug addict mm. and she's just bereft and she's crying and she says she's crying those really ugly blotchy face like real proper, proper tears, tears not like the Demi Moore tears in Ghost <laughs> <laughs> if only I could cry like that These um, are you know they're really and she's and she's saying like she's not even saying sorry because you know the way when you're you have a mad display of, mm. of emotion in public yes you'll it's try like, and you know, I'm sorry yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to whereas she's not even doing that no. because, and it's so authentic her yeah. grief and we're right there with her but they all gather around her it's the trust isn't it you know you're in a circle of trust it's so tender and then someone she doesn't even know who just hands her a cup of tea because they're constantly in the cloisters they're drinking tea Tea. they smoke cigarettes they eat sack loads of chocolate (laughs) (laughs) and they've got Eamon the overeater so he uh, he's the the absolute expert on the confectionery (laughs) (laughs) but it is I think that's the thing you know that circle of trust that just you just feel the warmth from it, don't yeah. you? It's just like, oh my goodness. And like we said, Marion has just written these characters so well that we just, we were happy that Rachel is in their hands. Yeah. You know, and you never forget know. them. And you never forget yeah. them. No. And then there's a kind of a sort of a bit of a, not quite a love story, but a bit of a, bit of romantic interest for oh, Rachel Chris, in the cloisters yeah. with Chris the cad. Mm. And he, uh, but, but while we're sort of, you know, so Rachel is hoping that something might happen between herself and Chris and Chris is totally manipulating her yeah. and uh, you know just drip feeding her little bits and bobs of yeah. affection but he's also doing this all, isn't he? yeah oh, he's, it's the second time around he thinks he's great mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm great at therapy yeah. and then but he's also drip feeding Misty O'Malley who's who's in there as well she's have, had a, re, a relapse yeah. she's a writer and everyone thinks she's doing it for a publicity stunt but then she comes out with her real reason for actually you know her addiction and it's horrific you know and and again just like that and that's what makes uh, Marion's writing just so brilliant because that just it it just hits you like a fist in the face oh it does but even the stuff with Chris you know uh, you know so when uh, Rachel first meets Luke you know he's been a guy she kind of laughed at you know we were talking a minute ago that to us in our minds he's kind of John Bon Jovi-ish yes but you know we have the uh, the idea that they have the uh, the guys the, you know they have a share in the leather oh, trousers oh yeah the leather pants the leather oh, pants. Like the time share but in the leather pants but what's amazing is Rachel has such a 
an idea in her head of what she should be seen with. You know, when this guy comes yeah. over, she can't believe that they're actually laughing together yeah. and they're getting on so well and there's a bond. Yes, you know? and she needs uh, that reinforcement. Yeah, she needs it. But then from when Bridget. Chris is then, you know, oh, I'm in publishing. It's like, oh, well, I don't care. You know, it's so, so much to Rachel was what other people thought yes. of her that then you know her yeah. giving herself any trust that you know this guy's great yeah okay he looks a bit weird and he wears leather trousers yeah. and he's but you know yeah so I think when she comes full circle again for Luke I think that's just gorgeous it's and Luke so is, and she treats beautiful. him so badly him oh so my badly. god and he's just, because he's just she thinks he's not good enough because I know. He's, and then you see you've got New York as well yeah and I mean that is a tough old city yes like it's where people go to to make it and, yeah, and to be yeah. successful yeah and she thinks being successful is hanging with the right people yeah getting into the best clothes yeah getting into the best clothes wearing the best clothes yeah. and like she she finds it very hard she calls herself a heifer you know Mm. when her and Bridget are going out getting ready to go out <laughs> you know they look each other up and down and then Bridget declares not bad for a pair of heifers because <laughs> they're both tall yeah and, uh, and size 8 feet size 8 and, feet and yeah. Rachel like she buys shoes that are too small for yeah. to make her feet look smaller I mean uh, my feet actually reading this book they hurt I me I know yeah. <laughs> so uh, she buys these lime green mules, mules. because they're open toed yeah. so her toes can peep out the front <laughs> and then her heels can peep out the back I mean excruciating Excruciating oh to walk and something imagine? like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, all the insecurities of the trying to find something that you know, which she can, she was never going to find until she kind of found herself. I suppose is what Marion is is saying. You know, absolutely. Yeah, and she and she does. She does. And she find does herself. find herself. She does find herself. But you know, from the you know the, the opening again, just the New York stuff. Jesus, it made me want to be twenty something oh again. Oh my god, and just I want to be twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. into these nice clubs um, and and what. I adored about the New York stuff is that Bridget, the flatmate, who's her best friend and has been since primary school, um, she comes up with, uh, when she's trying to cheer Rachel up, she comes up with these fantasies. Yeah, they're uh, brilliant. <laughs> I absolutely Oh, you got love it there, brilliant. Uh, I think I do. Do I have one? Oh, yeah, she says, um, so, so Rachel's like, what am I wearing? She asks Bridget. That Donna Karen wraparound dress that we saw, what colour? Dark green, even better. Thank you, Bridget. Can I be really skinny? Oh, yes. Eight and a half stone, do you? A bit lighter? Eight. Thanks. But then what I love about Rachel is she's not just, not just content to be the eight stone, but she has to know how she managed <laughs> to be eight stone. And then she goes, how? Liposuction? No, she'd say. You've had amoebic dysentery and the fat just fell off you without you having to do anything. Uh, but then Rachel, like, she's so hilarious. But how did I get amoebic? Like, yeah. how did I get amoebic dysentery? Isn't it an exotic kind of disease? You can't get that over the counter. Okay, says Bridget. Right. You met this man. He'd been a holiday in India. And then she gets really annoyed with her. Look, it doesn't matter how you caught it. This is a fantasy. Okay, sorry. Do I look fragile and big eyed and mysterious? And then Bridget says, like a well-dressed gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> so they, those oh, two, they have a gorgeous they relationship. Yeah, they are, and yeah. they're just like those best friends everywhere who've been best friends yeah. since they were kids. Yeah. Um, who have each other's backs. Have each other's backs. But it's, it's kind of, Bridget is sort of, you know, better than Rachel in yeah. terms of she makes better choices. Yeah. She's got better jobs. Yeah. She's the one, she's got a degree, I think. Mm. Um, and she's got, gone traveling around Europe and around the world. And Rachel's basically just, it turns out that she's just followed her around yes, like a little pet lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, which kind of makes Bridget feel good about herself. Yeah. And that comes out when Bridget comes over as her, you know, 
significant other. Yes. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I thought that was good at Bridget and Luke to come over to the Cloisters so all the way I. from New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was really, really nice. Was. Yeah. And I know there's times when Rachel's trying to get Bridget to go off at one, of, like with Joey from the band, yes. and, you know, to try and. From the real lads. But you get a sense the real that we want to keep, the, keep them together, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, when you're that age, it'd be great if you were dating a guy who's, you know, yes, who was friends. Yeah, we double date. Yeah, yeah. And also yeah. kind of gives Rachel that sort of permission. To, to, to love, love Luke. Luke. Because yeah. the thing about it is, I mean, Luke is just, he's adorable. Oh, he's lovely. Can we talk about Luke Yes, for a while? please. Like, he's just, he's tall, he's handsome. Yeah. Okay, he's got a timeshare and a pair of leather pants. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's the 90s. <laughs> you imagine the smell of those pants. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Rank. Ew. But no, he's lovely. And he's not afraid to be who he is. Yes, he's very himself. Yeah. He's very together. And he really likes Rachel. Yeah. And he calls her babe. Yeah. And he tells her he loves her. Yeah. And he takes her, he wants to take her to the theatre in the cinema. She yeah. doesn't want to go because no. she just wants to party. Yes. He hates that she takes drugs. Mm. You know, so he, he sees everything that we as a reader see and Rachel yes. doesn't. But uh, but he is he loves her as yeah. as we the yes. readers do as we do as well. And he's but it's kind. Rachel who doesn't love herself. No, that's what it is. You yeah. See. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't think she's deserving of him, but also the horrible bit of her thinks that she's not. He's not good enough. Yeah, for I mean, her. there's a nasty streak in Rachel at times, isn't nasty, there? You know, she yeah. can be nasty and really hurtful, and you know, put people down who are good people, who are good people, but, but they know, just aren't important as far aren't. as she's concerned. Yeah, but, but you, she's yeah, she's just immature. Immature, and I suppose an addict. And you know, for you know, I know there's, there's certain scenes where. Rachel will just do anything to go out and get drugs. You know, yeah. no matter who'd been there, could have been the king of France who wanted to date her. It wouldn't yeah. matter. You know, it was all about scoring. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, and that that scene is it's so brilliant where she and Luke, it's Sunday night, they're in, they're on the couch, yeah. they're eating popcorn. It's mm. gorgeous. Yeah, it's it, scary, it's, that scene. It is kind of because then it's like a, 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 a switch has been flicked yeah. and all of a sudden all she can think about is scoring yeah. and she has to get out of there and she makes up excuses about why she has to leave she has to be in work early yeah. she doesn't desperation yeah she didn't bring her see. knickers or a toothpaste yeah. brush or whatever and Luke's there don't worry um, I stuck your knickers in the wash with my <laughs> leather trousers <laughs> uh, so he's coming up with all these reasons why she can stay yeah. she's coming up with all these reasons why she has to leave yeah. and in the end she does leave yeah. and he knows exactly mm-hmm. why but it is and she goes out and it, then it's very scary because she's out on her own and she's with really inappropriate people yeah, or strangers yeah. or people that want to use and abuse her yeah. um, and she, she puts herself in very dangerous situations and you're and then when she's coming home then she's in the taxi and the paranoia no. the taxi driver he's going to take her someplace he's going to rape her you know she's terrified then yeah. because by then the high is gone the paranoia set in she needs the she needs the thallium yeah, to, kind to kind of you kind know of, straighten herself out a bit and, yeah. uh, and then you see how yeah. the cycle of that addiction and how relentless it yeah. is that voice in your head that's constantly on at you oh, and never oh, leaves so you alone it's so harrowing isn't it it you is know, especially when you see that she could have a, such a gorgeous life I know yeah that that she's like literally killing herself in, in every way not just physically but like she's killing the Rachel who's so vibrant and you know who's just so interesting yeah but you know from you know I've had, we've all had friends who've been addicts you know but but like that 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 scene in particular just struck me because I remember being out before with friends and you'd be going home at the you know at one o'clock or whatever, and they'd be looking for anybody to go out with, like yeah. you know to continue the night. And yeah. I used to sit back and go, wow, like nothing in common with people. Didn't care where they were going. It's just 
that circle and then the next morning it'd ring and then the fear and the you the know self-loathing. the self-loathing and loathing see and that with Rachel because as you say like she comes out of the cloisters and she, it, it's so lovely because she's this like shaky legged like a brand yes. new person yeah. and she's so buoyed up with possibility and yeah. optimism she thinks maybe I can do proud this proud of herself proud of herself she's done it like and mm. she's admitted that she's an addict she, yeah. and, and she thinks that's the hard bit yeah. but of course you know she's been cosseted in this even though it's a grim old place the cloisters but she's she's been cared for yeah. 24-7 yeah. she's had professionals at her back mm-hmm. and then she's had people who know exactly what she's going through yeah. uh, throughout the whole process the and then all that you're yeah. out in the big bad world mm-hmm. and boom you know she does she does all the wrong things she doesn't go to her meetings yeah. uh, she contacts Chris she's told not to have a relationship yes. with anyone for a whole year she kind of fan- well she sort of just mm. persuades herself that she fancies Think Chris so, yeah. and that's all down to her low self esteem yeah. because she doesn't value herself she see, she only can see her, her the value of herself in terms of how other people view exactly, her exactly. and if, she, if other people find her attractive yeah. or funny or whatever yeah. that's what cause sort of buoys ex- up yes, her, totally. her confidence yeah. So she goes out with Chris and it's an absolute disaster. It's clear that he just fancies Helen mm-hmm. or just and then she finds out that he's actually married with three kids. It's a second yeah. time in the cloisters in and uh, he's also relapsed. So anyway, she oh God, the sex scene with Chris. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Do we have to talk about that? No, it's horrific. <laughs> just let's think about the loop it's one again. It's horrific. <laughs> That is horrific. Oh, my God. And she just says, oh, my God. She just says, like, after, you know, a line has been crossed after a certain, you know. (laughs) 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 They're in the middle of it when she realised, oh, like, it's a massive mistake. Yeah. But it's too late, late. she thinks, for her to say, eh. Can we stop now, please? (laughs) And he's more so. All the emotion has drained out of everything. Well, if there was ever any emotion in it, there's certainly no lust in it. And she describes him, he's just pounding there. (laughs) And she's like, it's starting to hurt. I'm reading it with my legs crossed and I'm like, Rachel, no. Uh, Oh, it's a miserable, it's a miserable affair. It really is. So then off she heads back home and she has to take, Mm. it's the walk of shame. Yeah. She's all dressed up and she's on the bus. Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, God. Because Chris's car has been stolen. Like, it's the worst date ever. Ever. And they go to this Mexican place where it's basically just refried beans with everything. Why do people like refried I beans? I don't know, actually. Like, why are they refried? Why are they fried, then, <laughs> then refry? I don't Is get it. Is it the whole better stew better the next day type of thing? I don't know. But yeah, so, that's Mammy awful. Walsh then. Yes. Is waiting for her when she gets yeah. back. And it it is a horrific, horrific scene. Yeah. Because Mammy Walsh... Oh, she's oh, that she's real smart. quintessential Irish I mammy. Know, yeah. And she just says the first thing that comes into her head. Now, she is worried. I she's know. frantic with worry. She does love Rachel. She cares mm. for her so much. But she's really mad and she lets herself run off at the mouth. Yeah. And um, she says, oh, God, she, she refers back to the five year old Rachel's theft of Lickars Margaret's oh, the Easter, Easter egg. egg. Yeah. 
I thought that was such a brilliant, brilliant scene, the oh, Easter egg scene. so good. <clears throat> it was so good. I it's, think we've all kind of done a little of that Easter egg scene. Of course. Scene. Yeah, But yeah. then I love her religious imagery as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because in every, like, so, like, so Rachel's five. So let's say it was around uh, uh, 1975-ish. Yes. And um, so Easter would have been a massive thing. Oh my goodness, thing. new clothes and everything. Oh my God, absolutely, your Easter bonnet. And then like all the services you go to. But she talks about, um, and also you might only get like two Easter eggs if you're really lucky. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it wasn't like today oh where no, Easter eggs are three for a five. Grotesque now, yeah. yeah I mean, they horrific. meant something. They really yeah, did. They meant and something. that's why it's so interesting. And then she so talks about the little... Uh, cellophane wrapped uh, packet of beanos in the middle oh, of the Margaret's middle of Easter yeah. egg and she said it was like baby Jesus in the manger <laughs> <laughs> so you know she imbues it with this uh, with such sacredness you know so brilliant. and she's tried now it's fucking November yes like Easter was April oh or March right and so Margaret like I really dislike Margaret yes. a lot just for this it's <laughs> so mean because not only was she not eating her Easter egg no. but she was displaying, displaying it, it there disclaimer I used to do that <laughs> did you yeah, I I see, I'm Rachel in this scenario I loved Margaret. it so much that I just Nick couldn't Harris. I couldn't ruin it but my brother and sister used to come out and eventually they did that they would open it and take the back off and just push yeah. the tin foil you out you deserved every yeah, bit of that I did deserve it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I was ready to just scoff it all into my face. And um, so, yeah, she does that. But the mother, she gets caught, basically. Yes. And this is so telling. And this is what I love about Marion's writing. Like she, um, what happens is the day that she eats the Easter egg is the day that they get, uh, they get locked out of the house. Oh, yeah. And and five-year-old Rachel, I mean, God bless her. I know. Five, she's sitting there and for some reason, so everyone's all stressed out. The neighbours are bringing them over food. Like they're not yeah, like for like ages yeah. and they have to wait for the locksmith or the dad to come home. And Rachel becomes more and more convinced that it's all her fault because she ate the Easter yeah, egg. Yeah, I know. And so she blurts it out. Uh, uh, you know, her si- she she com- she 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 confesses. confesses yeah. That's it. She confesses her sins. Like, yeah. and um, so then twenty like cut to twenty two years later, and the mother said, "And you couldn't even leave Margaret's Easter egg alone, could you?" <laughs> I mean, it's so cruel, though, isn't it? Like, it's so, it's so it cruel. Then, it's just, and then what happens is, like, I mean, she's so Rachel harsh on her, isn't? She, she's Wall. very she harsh on her. She doesn't mean it. No, Half I know. of the things she says, but like, but Rachel's so sensitive. She takes yeah, it all on board. I know. I know. Uh, which is why, like, she's going to make a great uh, psychologist. Which is what she she goes and does at the That's end of the right. book. Yeah. Um, and like, I have to say, for in terms of the end of the book, um, I, I, the writer in me, like, there's an epilogue yeah. in this book. Yes. But the writer in me wants it to end. Yeah. At the uh, at the end of the last chapter, which I just like, I rereading it, it still makes me cry. Oh, you I know? can see. And yeah. even thinking about it, like, yeah. I, I just fill up. Um, it says, "I was Rachel Walsh, a woman, an adult, a heifer, a babe, a lost sheep, an addict, a found sheep, a survivor." You're well done there again. Yeah, it's so powerful. I mean, yes. But I have to say, while the writer in me loves that ending, the reader in me loves the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, because... It's tied up beautifully. Yeah, it is tied up beautifully. The sense of resolution. We leave Rachel. Mm. She has got like, so her and Luke get back together. And the last line is Luke saying to her, I suppose a ride is out of the question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
don't enjoy yourself you deserve it yeah and um, she's going off to college in September yeah. she's back in New York but only for the summer she's Luke's fun. talking about moving back to Ireland yeah. um, and she's going to be doing she's, she likes the idea of becoming maybe a, a therapist, therapist or a support yeah. which um, you can just know she'd be brilliant she'll be at. so brilliant yeah. at that because she has that sensitivity yes. yeah. and so she's totally found I mean found she's niche. strong as fuck really she really you know, is she really is yeah. because at such a young age when you look at it now to go through that and yeah. come out really strong on the other side really is, really strong on the really, other side yeah, yeah yeah she's just because uh, and because of all her sisters and they're so fabulous she doesn't think that she's good enough at anything so then at the end it's so satisfying that she finds her niche and we know as readers that's going to suit you down to the ground yes <laughs> you're yeah. going to be brilliant stay at that there. stay in that lane Rachel <laughs> yeah so yeah. Marion we do look forward yes. to the sequel I know but please be careful of Rachel <laughs> Walsh yes. who is probably my favourite of the Walsh sisters yeah for sure oh definitely just she's just love I mean so you know even with, if I'm introduced to people now and, and they say oh, this is Rachel I immediately go to Rachel Walsh in my head I'm just yeah. that's it it's synonymous yes with the name the character for me now yeah like, and definitely that's just one a testament of to fiction's brilliant, greatest brilliant. inventions oh, just and you know the I don't know if we've talked enough about how hilarious oh, this book so is funny. it is literally laugh out loud funny and then, I said Marion should have written for a sitcom you know it's that kind of writing that can be just so sharp yes. and then you know you're gone you've, she just throws it at you yeah, and, you and have she, to keep she's breathing. got the finger of the, on the pulse in terms of the zeitgeist her references are yes, spot, on. spot on and um, the names the pubs like just oh, some really funny things yeah, 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 cute yeah. whores and like just yeah. brilliant her observations ha- are, are and always have been just incredible yeah, you know yeah, just she, amazing she's brilliant we love her we love her keep writing I know you're Marian. amazing Marion if you ever listen to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> Could you retweet it? <laughs> but no, it's amazing. And I can't wait to see where Rachel and Luke are. You I know, have I to just say, yes. yes. Please but don't kill them, anyone. No, I was going to say, please make them all be alive. Yes. Uh, well, you can kill Chris and you oh, yeah. can kill. Well, um, I think that's a bit harsh. Well, maybe it's a bit harsh, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't shed any I think tears. Just a gentle maiming. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a small whack of a bus. But anyway, we can't wait for Rachel's Holiday uh, 2 or the sequel. Rachel's Holiday, yeah. the sequel. Yeah. We could talk about Rachel's Holiday for hours, for days, for weeks, but unfortunately, we've run out of time. No, don't say yeah, that. Sorry. I want to talk about Rachel's Holiday more, more, more. Marion Keys, thank you so much for being such a gifted and open and honest and generous writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we absolutely love your writing. We hope you never stop writing, and we are really looking forward to seeing what you do next but please 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 be careful of one of our favourite fictional heroines Rachel Walsh please do we're Bookbirds thanks for listening 